0: Welcome to the Fantasy Football Genius, where winning isn't everything; it's the genius thing. Stay tuned if you want to crush your fantasy football goals. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever this is podcast, we welcome you to the Genius Cast. It is a Friday morning; week eleven is underway. I am Jamison. I am the genius. Chris is out of the office today, so you're to listen to me go running solo today. On today's podcast, we're going to talk about the Colin Kaepernick private workout. Who are a handful of teams I think might be a fit for Kaepernick if he does have a nice workout? Is he going to be able to kind of reenter the league? I'll talk about that and much more about the Kaepernick uh, workout as well. We're going to also talk about, the, uh, we're going to recap last night's game, the Pittsburgh Steelers-Cleveland Browns kickoff week 11. We'll also do a game-by-game breakdown of what's going to happen this weekend, players that I'm high on, players that I'm low on, in both DFS and season-long. That and much more. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right on into today's podcast. First up, let's talk about our DFS and season-long packages. Those are both still available, so if you need help in your season-long or DFS um, careers, Definitely take a look at We've got plenty of articles uh, along with our featured game-by-game breakdown where I break down each and every game, kind of give you my plays on, uh, for each one of those games for the upcoming weekend. That's available for both our DFS and season-long packages, along with other, uh, plenty of other articles that are pr- premium articles. We also have our pr- uh, Mastermind chat. package is still available both we have it available for monthly weekly full season packages available so if you have trading questions if you have lineup construction questions maybe it's just to have another fantasy football mind in your back pocket I'll get back to you within 24 hours of asking your question most likely we'll get that within an hour or two keep that conversation going back and forth and those that have already signed up for our packages have already talked about how they've made him a better player so definitely something I think you should take a look at if you have any questions hit us up on Instagram or Twitter kind of get you on the right track to kind of ha- s- sign you up for our mastermind chat let's go on and jump right in today talk about the colin kaepernick um private work with the nfl personally i think this might be more of a, a marketing kind of theme for the nfl i don't know how legit this truly is going to be only time will tell sound like there's a handful of teams that are actually going to be out there and they are going to be watching Cal- colin kaepernick see-, see if he can still uh put it together on the football field personally i don't know if he still can play in this league i uh, at, towards the end of his career, I mean, towards the end of his time there as the starting quarterback for the 49ers, I think he was starting to lose what he could do on the football field. I thought he was starting to become the league was kind of catching up to him. So only time can tell if he can actually uh, make it in this league still. It's been, a ha- it's been about three years since the last time he played football on the NFL field. So personally, I don't know what's going to happen. W- what I do like that's going to happen is we're going to finally get to realize can he play, can he not play? We can kind of put that to rest um, w- with this workout can he do it? We're, we're going to finally be able to put that to rest. So there's a handful of teams I think might be a decent fit if he does have a solid workout. We have teams like the Miami Dolphins and Cincinnati Bengals. Both teams are looking for their franchise quarterback, but both teams are also going to also likely have a high draft pick this year, and with this year's draft being a, a, a quarterback high draft where there's going to be a handful of uh, players coming out this year that can be those franchise quarterbacks, are they going to want to go after a Colin Kaepernick, or are they going to want to go with one of these younger guns, especially being a high draft pick? Personally, I think they're going to take one of these rookies and, to, and see what they have. But that's not going to mean that they can't take a shot on Kaepernick to kind of uh, uh, weather that bridge for that one of those rookies that are going to take in this draft as well. We also look like at someone like last night's game, the Pittsburgh Steelers, we saw Mason Rudolph struggle. We know uh, Big Ben is nearing the end of his career if he's not already there. So the Steelers might be looking for a quarterback. Can Kaepernick come in and kind of write that shit there as well? We know they, del- they like to play defense over there. Kaepernick, uh, kind of a mobile quarterback. Can that happen there in Pittsburgh? We know the Denver Broncos have shown interest in the past. They're one of the final teams to actually kind of show an interest be all this, be- before all this stuff happened with Kaepernick. Uh, they nearly signed him a few years ago. We saw the Dallas Cowboys. They, we know that they're never ones to kind of shy away from controversy. So Jerry Jones might be someone that might be able, to, uh, might look at saying, hey, I'm going to take a chance on this player. Um, he, he's not one of those ones to shy away from controversy I talked about. The Chicago Bears with Mitchell Trubisky. Is Trubisky the answer there? Most likely not. He seems like he's regressing and not getting better. So it seems like they, week in and week out, Trubisky's getting worse and worse. The Bears need to find a start uh, their starting quarterback. They're wasting that, that defense they have there in Chicago and we always have a team like Tampa Bay Buccaneers we know that they're most likely not going to be going uh, long term with Jameis Winston I would think that Winston's likely going to be out this year so is Tampa Bay going to want to come in here I don't know if they're going to be able to go after Kaepernick because they're going to have to change their entire offense if they bring in a player like Kaepernick um, to Tampa Bay so I don't see Arians being a, uh, someone that's going to want to change his entire offense so I think Tampa's is kind of off the wire kind of thing Personally, I think it's going to be uh, someone like Chicago, uh, maybe Pittsburgh. Maybe you see someone like the Broncos kind of looking. To, I, I don't see the Broncos going after him, but they did show an interest to him a few years ago. So they're definitely one of the ones that we kind of keep an eye on. I just don't know if it's going to happen. I don't know if Kaepernick, missing three years being on the field. Yes, he's been working out. Yes, he's been kind of putting it all together. I just don't know if he can get the job done. I don't know if he's a starting quarterback in this league. Is he better than a lot of these backups? Absolutely. I think Colin Kaepernick is better than a lot of these backups in this league. But is he going to want to come to a team to become a backup? Only time will tell. But again, we're going to be able to get concrete news on whether or not Kaepernick is going to be able to play in this league. And we'll get it soon so we can kind of quit the conversations about Kaepernick should be here, Kaepernick shouldn't be here, because he'll finally get that workout. Finally, teams will be able to see what he can do on the field and make decisions on their own. Last night's game, the Week 11 kicked off with the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns. The Browns get a much-needed win, back-to-back victories for this Cleveland Browns team, a team that we looked at coming into the season we thought would be a team that would be able to kind of make a playoff push, maybe be one of those uh, darlings of the league to kind of make it to the big game come February. They've struggled. I've also said that this team has also struggled because they've had a very tough, difficult uh, start of the season. Played some really good teams. Now we're starting to see this team kind of get going a little bit. Mayfield's playing a little better on offense. The schedule's getting a little easier. So we're going to be able to see if this team can kind of make that playoff push. But what is disappointing to see is a big victory by the Cleveland Browns is going to be overshadowed by the horrendous way this game ended. Major fight between the Cleveland Browns and Pittsburgh Steelers. Miles Garrett totally out of line what he did at the end of the game. Very upsetting to watch a player like that take the action of what he did. Using the helmet as a weapon first of all ripping it off of mason rudolph yes rudolph was in the wrong by r- trying to rip off uh, miles garrett's helmet but there's no excuse on what garrett did what he did by ripping it off his helmet he should have left it at that throwing the helmet off to the side but no he decided to use it as a weapon and ram it down try to throw it down on on rudolph's head unacceptable what he did there league has said that they're, they're going to suspend him indefinitely most likely the rest of this year and into the playoffs My opinion is he needs to miss an entire season, 16 games at a minimum he should be suspended for. Absolutely unacceptable what he did on the football field last night. No matter what he does for the rest of his career, he's always going to be known for what happened last night against Pittsburgh Steelers and Mason Rudolph. He can win multiple Super Bowls and still be considered one of the, the cheaper players because of what he did last night with the assault of Mason Rudolph with the helmet. If we look at some of the bright spots from last night's game, I think we can look at the Cleveland defense as a whole. They look very solid against the Steelers' offense, but the Steelers' offense, ever since they've lost Big Ben, has not been right right on that offense. Mason Rudolph continues to struggle. Last night he threw four interceptions, got sacked a handful of times, didn't look good most of the game. And to add insult to injury, uh, we lost James Conner, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Deontay Johnson, uh, Sh- uh, Juju and Deontay going down with concussions James Conner reaggravating his shoulder injury gotta wonder on what their uh, status is going to be moving forward if this team doesn't have Conner and or Juju moving forward, this offense gets even worse um, not playing it very well as it is right now but you're losing two more key pieces of that offense, gotta wonder if the Steelers are going to start to go downhill where they need to start making a push uh, for the playoffs at five hundred, you gotta wonder about it can this defense kinda carry this this team to the playoffs? We know the offense right now is struggling. We know the offense is not getting their job done. That's gonna put more pressure on that Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Yes, they've, they've been playing lights out heading into last night's game, but the Browns were able to kind of take advantage of that. Baker Mayfield had a solid game. couple touchdowns. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt continued to be able to, to coexist with one another. Chubb being more of the running, running back where uh, Hunt is more of the pass-catching back. Six receptions on eight targets for Hunt where Chubb nearly hit a 100-yard mark last night. So I like what I'm, what I'm seeing with the Cleveland Browns' ground game between Chubb and Hunt. I was kind of curious on what they were going to be able to do here. A lot of people were worried about Chubb's uh, uh, impact moving forward with Hunt in the lineup. I was one that was not worried about Hunt about Chubb. I had Hunt coming into the game, uh, best case scenario, they're going to ha- they're going to use him as a change the pace back. They're using him in, in a much better opportunity. I think we have um, through these two games we can see that the Browns are going to want to get Chubb and Hunt the ball. Um, in their own different ways. And I think moving forward, we can use both of them in fantasy. Yes, Hunt is more of a flex play, but Chubb continues to be a low-end RB1, in my opinion, moving forward. Odell Beckham had a fantastic start. uh, Almost had that one touchdown early in the game. Was kind of a non-factor for the rest of the game. So Odell Beckham continues to struggle. Got to wonder what's going on with him. Is he, is he not getting the ball? He did have 10 targets last night, but only had four receptions for 60 yards, including that one long bomb early to start the game. But now that we see Baker Mayfield kind of putting it together, got to wonder what kind of impact uh, Beckham's going to have. Jarvis Landry continues to have, a, have a, a solid season. He's kind of turned his, his, his season around from, uh, from early on, uh, having back-to-back decent games. Had only had four catches, but one of those catches went for a touchdown. Seven targets. The Browns seems to be the Browns seem to be on the right move, but you've got to wonder if what happened late in that game last night with miles Garrett is going to affect what this team does. Hopefully not hopefully the Browns can kind of turn it around, but shame on the Browns, shame on Garrett and shame on the Steelers as well for kind of getting involved as well. The end of that game took away from a a strong victory for the Cleveland Browns. To close this out, shame on you, Miles Garrett. I hope you learn from the situation because that was unacceptable. That could have ended even worse. Could have ended horrendous um, if that helmet would have hit Mason Rudolph just right. Luckily for Rudolph, the, the helmet hit him. Uh, if it could hit him a correct way, it hit him the right way. Could have been a lot worse for Mason Rudolph. Could have been a horrible situation there to end that game. That'll be enough on that Cleveland Browns-Pittsburgh game. Let's go ahead and jump right on into the next um, this weekend's games, week 11, season continues to move along. We'll start off with the Dallas Cowboys, Detroit Lions. Dallas coming with a 5-4 and four record to the Lions, 3-5-1 and one record. Looks like Matthew Stafford's not going to play this weekend as well. So it sounds like with with Stafford Dallas it's going to affect the entire offense. I'm not high on Gall- Gallaudet, not high on Marvin Jones, not high on uh, TJ Hawkinson. Without Stafford in the lineup, I think the entire offense takes a hit, which is also going to take a hit for the Dallas Cowboys. I think with the Cowboys... If Stafford was in there, was able to kind of um, keep this offense going, I think the Cowboys will be able to get things going. But if, if this Cowboys team does kind of jump out to an early league and kind of uh, cruise to a victory, I think it's going to affect what they'll be able to do. But as always, I think this Cowboys offense is very, in, very much in play. Dak Prescott in this passing game is elite right now. Ezekiel Elliott's coming off a tough game. I think they tried to get Ezekiel Elliott moving in this game. Love Elliott this weekend. Without Stafford, I might be a little lower on the Dallas passing game just because I think they might be able to get everything done on defense on the ground. I think this is a smash spot for Ezekiel Elliott. I have the Dallas Cowboys over the Detroit Lions on Sunday afternoon. Next up, the 4-5 and five Jaguars head to the 5-4 and four Indianapolis Colts for a uh, tough division, uh, division game. Winner of this game likely uh, continues moving forward to try to win this division. Loser takes a step back on their playoff hopes. We're going to get Nick Foles back from his injury for the Jacksonville Jaguars, which I don't know if this is the right decision. I mean, yes, they're paying a lot of money to Foles. Yes, Foles was the guy they brought in the off-season, but Gardner Minshew was able to kind of get the job done a little bit um, off and on. Didn't look that bad on, on this offense. But they are paying a lot of money to Foles, so that's why they're going to bring him in. I think Foles is the GPP play at best this week. Definitely want to see how healthy he is. I want to see what he's going to do with with the receivers. In the half that he played, he looked like he was getting D.D. Westbrook involved, where D.J. Shark has kind of taken over that number one role ever since that happened. I love the uh, Nick Foles to D.J. Shark GPP play. I think both are going to be lower owned. Leonard Fournette's always in play. I think is uh, obviously going to be one of the better backs week in and week out. The, the volume he's getting, the number of touches he's getting in the passing game and on the ground, hopefully Foles continues to, to feed him the ball through the air like Minshew was able to do. I love the Jaguars d- this weekend, but I also like the, the Colts to kind of get back on track as well. I like Marlon Mack. I like Zach Pascal for GPPs. Depending on the status of Jacoby Brissett, I think Brissett can have a decent game as well. And I like both defenses um, to possibly kind of get the job done as well. We know the Jags kind of can turn the ball over. We know the Colts can kind of turn the ball as well. So I don't hate either defense. Give me the Colts over the Jaguars on Sunday afternoon. The 6-3 surprising Buffalo Bills take on the Miami Dolphins, back-to-back winning Miami Dolphins. Uh, Looked look like a team that was uh, destined to be the number one overall pick. is falling out of that contention. Back-to-back wins has put the Dolphins to 2-7. and seven, Way out of contention for that number one pick with some really bad football teams this year in the NFL. We have not seen that ceiling game from Josh Allen. I think this week is a week we we might be able to see that ceiling game come from Josh Allen. I absolutely love one of my favorite stacks this week is going Josh Allen with Devin Singletary and John Brown. And don't hate the idea of bringing it back also with the defense there in Buffalo. I think Josh Allen, Devin Singletary, and John Brown is going to win someone a million dollars. I think they are going to be on the winning uh, millionaire maker team. Love Josh Brown, love, I'm sorry, love Josh Allen, love John Brown, and I love going also with Devin Singletary to kind of shore up all of the touchdowns there in, in Buffalo, and if they go absolutely nuts, which I think there's a very pos- good possibility that they do against the Miami Dolphins defense, that's kind of uh, maybe playing a little more over their head than they really should. Love the Buffalo Bills to get a big victory over the Miami Dolphins this weekend. As for the Miami side of things. Ryan Fitzpatrick is a player that he definitely does not want to lose, so maybe maybe the, the Dolphins are doing it wrong if you really want them to be the number one overall pick. Fitzpatrick's a very gritty, very tough quarterback. I don't hate uh, him for deep GPPs, but the Bills' pass defense is legit. I don't want to attack very much of it. You may go with a little Kellen Bellage, but I think he's not as good as people think he is. I think he's one, he's one of the worst, if not the worst, starting running back right now in football. Don't like his play there in Miami. I really don't like much on the Miami Dolphins, but I think there are some GPP options there in Fitzpatrick, Balazs, and Devontae Parker. Give me the Buffalo Bills in a blowout over the Miami Dolphins. Next up we have the 3 and 6 Denver Broncos heading to the Minnesota Vikings and their 7 and 3 record. On paper, I think the Vikings are going to be able to kind of get what they want done, but on paper is not how they play the game. They play the game uh, with the actual players, and I think the Broncos are going to be able to kind of hang in this game. I think the Broncos' defense might be a little better than the Vikings' defense, but with the Vikings being at home, you got to like the Vikings. I do like the Vikings in this game, but I think it's going to be much more of a defensive strugg- struggle. I don't like uh, Stefan Diggs much. I- I'm a little lower on Diggs than most people are. I think Chris Harris can be able to kind of uh, – kind of lock him down a little bit. I don't like much on the Denver Broncos. I do like a little bit of Cortland Sutton and um, the, the the rookie tight end Noah Fan. I think both players can have a decent day, and I think both are op- options for GPPs. I like other options over them, but I do definitely think they are worth GPP plays. As for the Minnesota side of thing, outside of Dalvin Cook, I don't like much on this offense. I think both defenses are going to have a solid game this week. I think this is going to be a very low-scoring defensive struggle, but I think Dalvin Cook is capable of having a monster game. I'm going to likely have... Plenty of shares of Cook against the Broncos, who they do struggle against uh, on, on the ground. They do struggle against the ground, and they do struggle against tight ends, so I don't hate Irv Smith as well uh, for GPPs. I'm likely not going to touch Kyle Rudolph. I think uh, Irv Smith is going to be getting more and more looks as the season pr- progresses, but I absolutely love Dalvin Cook. Give me the Minnesota Vikings in a close, low-scoring game over the Denver Broncos. <laughs> Next up, we have the New Orleans Saints and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Saints sitting at 7-2, and two, and the Buccaneers 3-6. and six. I think this is going to be a game where we're going to be able to see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers kind of come out and kind of hang with the, t- with the New Orleans Saints. Marcus Lattimore likely not going to be able to go in this game, so I do like the Tampa Bay pa- pass offense. No matter what happens in, during the game, we can see plenty of, of uh, mistakes by Jameis Winston, but we know that their offense is going to get going. We know the passing game is going to be able to get some, some points and some yards going, which is going to be able to erase those, uh, those negative plays by Jameis Winston. Absolutely love Mike Evans and Chris Godwin this matchup. I don't hate a Jameis Winston with uh, both of his wide receivers, and don't hate O.J. Howard as well. We saw him kind of get going a little bit in that game as well. As for the New Orleans side of things, Michael Thomas, his salary over on DraftKings has gone up, so I don't think he's a cash game play there, but I think he's a phenomenal GPP play. Uh, name me a better wide receiver uh, than Michael Thomas playing right now. I will wait. Michael Thomas is the best wide receiver right now in the league. Drew Brees back. I think we're going to see Drew Brees have a monster game against this Buccaneers pass defense. We know that the Bucs do have a pretty decent uh, rush defense, but they are one of the worst, if not the worst, against the pass. I love Drew Brees, Michael Thomas. I don't hate it, uh, Ted Ginn as well. I think we're going to see a little more Alvin Kamara. This is more it's more, I think, a Kamara game than it is a Latavius Murray because of the way the Buccaneers are against the ground. Give me the Saints in a high-scoring, close game against the Buccaneers. Next up we have the Jets and the Washington Redskins. Record-wise, this is a game that we're going to see uh, two teams that are likely going to be having a high draft pick. The Jets sitting at 2-7, and seven, Redskins sitting at 1-8. and eight. But I think there's some decent options there in the fantasy aspect of the game. I, I, I love Terry McLaurin. I think he's going to have a phenomenal game this week, especially in PPR leagues. I think he's going to have a decent game. And we've seen Dwayne Haskins kind of struggle early on in his uh, NFL career, but he's played some really good defenses during his few games he's gotten in, in, in the lineup This is going to be a game I think he can have success against the Jets. Uh, Pretty bad secondary um, outside of Adams. I think this, this secondary in New York is not very good. So I love the haskins to McLaurin combo in GPPs. Remember, this is a combination that played together in, high, in college uh, over there in Ohio State. So they do, they do have a nice chemistry between the two. As for the Jets, um, you can play a Le'Veon Bell. I'm not sold on Le'Veon Bell. I think he's, uh, he, he's, he's kind of showing that he's not the talent that he used to be. Missing that year last year, yes, it made him uh, be able to kind of stay healthy for an entire season. But he's not the same player that he was in Pittsburgh. A lot of that has to do with the team around him. But yes, you can start him. You can play him in, in, in your lineups. I'd be more likely to play him in GPPs than anything else. I think Jamison Crowder is, is playable in PPR leagues. Um, and I think Robbie Anderson is, one, is a phenomenal GPP option this week. And I do like both defenses in this game. Give me the Washington Redskins over the Jets this weekend in uh, Week 11. Next up, we have the Atlanta Falcons, 2-7, and seven, taking on the Carolina Panthers at 5-4. and four. This is another one of those games I think is going to be a high-scoring affair. Uh, very good game between two division rivals. Yes, the Falcons have not looked good this year, um, but their, their offense has kind of got the ball rolling, but their defense is so bad they've given up a lot of points. I think we're going to see a lot of points in this game. I think both offenses are going to be able to move the ball at will. Love Matt Ryan, love Kyle Allen, um, Christian McCaffrey, obviously, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, DJ Morris, Curtis Samuel. Plenty of options on offense. Brian Hill's getting the start for the Falcons with an injured Devontae Freeman. So I think in, in your cash games over there on uh, in, in DFS, I think Brian Hill's going to be a very popular play, especially with the salaries up on someone like Christian McCaffrey and uh, Michael Thomas. Getting someone like Brian Hill is going to allow you to get one or the other. Um, and in your cash games, I think Brian Hill's going to have a, a, a pretty decent game. I think he's very safe for a floor of what you're going to get against the Carolina Panthers uh, defense. A lot of people are going with the Julio Jones side of things. I think this might be a Calvin Ridley game. I think Ridley's going to have a decent game. I think Julio Jones is obviously going to have a good game, but I think this, uh, this is going to be a Ridley game personally. And I think DJ Moore might be our version of Christian Kirk last week. Uh, I think he's in for a monster game against this Atlanta secondary. The Falcons are bad on defense, especially bad in the secondary. I can see a monster game from DJ Moore. I can also see the same thing for Curtis Samuel, but I think Moore is much better, much more of a cash game uh, slash season long play, where Curtis Samuel is much more of your GP play for the Panthers. Give me the Panthers by a touchdown in a high-scoring game over the Falcons. Next up, we have a very good game between the Houston Texans with their 6-3 record and the Baltimore Ravens at 7-2. Two really good quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson taking on Deshaun Watson, Uh, two really good really good offenses. Uh, both both teams kind of do, do the opposite of what the other one does. Houston's much more of a passing team where the Baltimore Ravens obviously are the running game with a Lamar Jackson using his feet much more during, the, uh, during his first couple years in the league. I think one thing that they're going to have to make sure is uh, you kind of worry about Lamar Jackson using his legs as much as he does. I think that's only going to affect him down the road. I think he needs to be kind of become a little bit of a pa- pocket passer than he is. But right now he's doing a phenomenal job using his legs, using his arm, getting the job done. Uh, I love Marquise, Br- Marquise Brown. I love Mark Andrews. I love Lamar Jackson. Uh, I'm not so high on Mark Ingram, but I think Mark Ingram can have a decent game, and I'm much more uh, in tune to kind of go Lamar Jackson either naked in the GPP or going with a Mark Andrews or Marquise Brown uh, combo with Lamar Jackson. I don't know how many, how many shares I'm going to have of Ingram. As for the Houston side of things, now we're going to have Will Fuller back. I still think Kenny Stills is in play. I think he might have a little better game than Will Fuller with the first game back. But I absolutely love the Deshaun Watson to the John J. Hopkins combo this week. I think that stack is going to be one of the better ones this weekend. But with the salaries, with all that kind of stuff out there, I just don't know how much of that I'm going to be able to have. Definitely going to be working on my lineups tonight, and I'll have my GPP article a little later today. So definitely keep on, if, if you're a premium article member, definitely keep be on the lookout for that article to come out a little later today on Friday. I have the Baltimore Ravens in a very close, maybe a last-second field goal winning game, uh, beating the Houston Texans on Sunday afternoon. Next up, we have the Cardinals and their 3-6-1 record taking on the 49ers coming off their first loss last week, sitting at 8-1. Last time these two teams played together, we saw the Cardinals kind of take this 49ers team to the brink. 49ers were able to get the victory, but the the Cardinals were able to kind of move the ball at will against this very good 49ers defense. I don't see much of that happening this week. Um, The only player that I'm likely going to look at on the Arizona Cardinals is uh, Kyler Murray to Christian Kirk uh, stack only because I think there is upside there, but I think the low is also a very low between the two. The number of targets we're getting, Kirk, I think Kirk is starting to take over that number one role for the Arizona Cardinals. So I do like the kind of the flurry guts with targets, but is he going to be able to take those targets and put them into into play? That's the one thing because I don't know how much production they're going to have against the 49ers on the road. As for the 49ers, With Matt Breda likely out of this game, I do love Tevin Coleman even more. I think Coleman's in for a monster game. Uh, Don't know the status of Emmanuel Sanders. And with uh, George Kittle out, I think you can play someone like Ross Dwelly. I think he's a decent uh, valued tight end this week. And I don't hate him in season long as well. I think he had seven or eight targets last week. Kind of looks like a junior version of Kittle. Obviously, you miss a lot with Kittle out of the lineup. And if Sanders can't go as well, I definitely think Debo Samuel is going to be very popular in DFS. Jimmy Garoppolo, I think I can see, uh, make a case for him in, in, G- in GPPs, but I think my main play is going to be the Tevin Coleman and the San Francisco defense. Love that combo as well. Give me the 49ers over the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday. The defeated Cincinnati Bengals at 0-9, taking on the Oakland Raiders, uh, kind of pushing their way to the playoffs at 5 and 4. They're very much in the hunt for one of those playoff spots in the AFC. The AFC is down a little bit this year, outside of the top couple teams. So I definitely think the Raiders are in the mix for a playoff spot. I think this game has a lot of fantasy goodness. I think there's a lot of options you can play on Cincinnati. And I think there's quite a few you can play on, on Oakland as well. One of my favorite plays this week in fantasy is going to be Josh Jacob in, D- in DFS. I think Jacobs is in for a smash spot against this Cincinnati defense. I also think you can play someone like Joe Mixon. Last week, even though they got destroyed in the game, they gave the ball to him plenty. I think he had 30 carries in that game. If he continue with that in, against this Raiders defense, I can see a big game from Joe Mixon. Nixon, and especially you can get involved more and more in the passing game i like tyler boyd and i, I don't hate a ryan finley gpp on the raiders side of thing i talked about J- josh jacobs i also like Derek carr and tyrell williams and obviously darren waller is one of the better tight ends this week and and and, and on this year as well and i don't hate the oakland raiders defense even though i do think the Bengals are gonna be able to move the ball i don't hate the raiders defense with the um Possible per- turnover-prone Finley on the Bengals. Give me the Raiders over the Bengals in a very close matchup on Sunday. <laughs> Patriots and Eagles are up next. Both teams coming off the bye. Uh, four, uh, Patriots sitting at eight and one. Eagles sitting at five and four. This is a very interesting game, in my opinion. I think the, the, the Patriots kind of um, used their early uh, soft schedule to their advantage, which is what you're supposed to do. That's what the Patriots do anyways. They're going to play whoever they're, they're, is on the schedule. They're going to do what they're going to do. They've had a great year. Their defense kind of had a, a, an elite year, but I think a lot of it has to do with the, the matchups they played. Now that we saw them play a team like the Baltimore Ravens uh, heading into their bye, we saw them kind of get abused by that, uh, by that offense and kind of not be the same defense we had. So I think the Patriots are a very good team, don't get me wrong, but I also think they've kind of taken advantage of that early soft schedule. I think these tough games coming up, we're going to be able to see what kind of team this, this Patriots team is um, in the long run. Obviously I think they're a great team and I think they're gonna win this weekend against Philadelphia, but I think it's gonna be a little tougher than it has been in the years past. I think we're gonna see much more of the, the same kind of thing as Baltimore did there in uh, against the Patriots. Patriots are not as good maybe as we're seeing on defense. Now they're start playing these teams, I think we're gonna to start to see more and more of that defense kind of coming down back to down to earth a little bit in fantasy wise. Uh, on the Patriots side of think I think this is much more of a passing amount. I love uh, Tom Brady pairing up with a couple of his options in a double stack, maybe running it back with a Miles Sanders. Um, we know that the Patriots do kind of give up big games to pass-catching options there in the on the ground. Miles Sanders is the pass-catching um, running back in in Philadelphia. And with the news that Jordan Howard might not play this week, that's going to make Miles Sanders an even better play, in my opinion. I think he's in for a, a pretty decent game there in Philadelphia against the Patriots. I don't hate Nikita. Harry or Philip Dorsett as an option for GPPs as well. Alshon Jeffrey is very unlikely to pay, play, so I don't hate an idea of going Nelson Aguilar. I think Zach Ertz is one of the better tight ends this week as well. I think we're going to see a fairly decent high-scoring game. I like the Patriots over the Eagles on Sunday afternoon. The Sunday night game is the uh, Chicago Bears taking their 4-5 and record into the Los Angeles Rams at 5-4. and A couple teams heading into the year had championship caliber uh, championship dreams. I think those dreams are still there for, for these teams, but I think the loser of this game might fall out of playoff contention. Um, if the Bears lose, they're, they're going to fall down to 4-6 and against the uh, division that has the Minnesota and Green Bay kind of rolling right now. If the Rams lose, they're going to fall to 5-5 and with the 49ers looking like they are legit. Seattle's Seahawks are getting better and better each week, so I think loser of this game likely falls out of playoff contention, which is going to make this one of the uh, biggest games on paper, especially being having a playoff atmosphere <clears throat> in this game. I think it's going to be much more of a defensive struggle than anything else. I think the uh, Mitchell Trubisky makes this entire Chicago Bears offense kind of bad. Uh, I was very high on David Montgomery coming into the year, but maybe he's not as good as I really originally thought he was coming into the year. He has not looked good outside of a couple games. Looked really bad last week. and the passing game in Chicago is definitely not on anybody's radar, especially against a very good Rams uh, defense. I think the Rams are much better than, the, than their, their record shows on defense. So I'm not touching the Bears' offense at all. As for the Rams side of things, I, I don't hate some of these Rams players. But I think they're much more of a GPP play against a very good Bears defense. I don't mind a Cooper Cup. Don't mind a uh, Todd Gurley. But re- realize that Gurley may be splitting time, as we've seen. Robert Woods, Gerald Everett. There's some plays there on the Rams, but I don't like much in this game like in cash games or in season-long if I don't have to, give me the Rams over the Bears in a kind of a defensive struggle with the Rams keeping their playoff hopes alive, and I think the Bears are going to likely fall to the um, wayside of the playoff hunt. And we'll close the week out with the Kansas City Chiefs and the Los Angeles Chargers heading to Mexico City to play in a game that should be a very high-scoring game, a very entertaining game. Plenty of options in this game, I think, uh, with, with it likely... Being on the one-game slate, there's going to be different ways of, of going. And again, on Monday, I'll have a, uh, a podcast out about the way I'm looking at maybe handling the situation for that one-game slate. As it sits right now, there's plenty of targets there to sit in. You've got Patrick Mahomes, Phillip Rivers, Damian Williams, Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, McCole Hardman, Keenan Allen, Mike, Mike Williams, Travis Kelsey, Hunter Henry. Whew, so many players in this, in this game that I think can have a productive day. So many players, if you have someone sitting in your season-long league and you have a lead but you're playing against some of these players, your lead is not safe. I think this game is going to have a lot of fantasy goodness in this game. Obviously, I think I like the Kansas City side of things. Patrick Mahomes, you can pretty much take anybody in the stands, put him on the field, and Mahomes is going to make him a talented player. Um, but Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, a nice little double stack there in GPPs. I don't hate Phillip Rivers to Mike Williams. I don't hate Philip Rivers, Mike Williams, Hunter Henry. I'm not really sold on Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen's had, had a struggling year. This is kind of what I thought was going to happen. I thought Mike Williams and Hunter Henry were going to take away from what Allen does on the field. But it's really been Keenan Allen himself. He hasn't really gotten, a, kind of gotten, gotten the job. A, a player that has in years past been a PPR monster has not gotten the job done this year. And I think it continues this week. I do not like Keenan Allen in this game. I think we're going to see... Uh, kind of Mike Williams and Henry kind of eat more and more into that production and I think we're going to see Mike Williams kind of turn around I think I I think he's kind of had some bad luck I I do like Mike Williams in this matchup but I do like the Chiefs in a high scoring affair to beat the Chargers from Mexico City that'll do it on today's podcast as always Thank you for listening. If you have not followed us over on Instagram, we are at fansportsgenius. I'm sorry. On Twitter, we are at fansportsgenius. Over on Instagram, we are at underscore. Once again, Instagram, we are at fansportsgenius. In- Ugh, cancel that. I'm t- flipping over my words. Sorry about this. Instagram, we are at underscore. Twitter, we are at fansportsgenius. Finally got that right. My bad on that. Our website, www.fantasyfootballgenius.com. And as always, thank you for listening. Let's dominate those leagues. Have a great day.